You're listening to Get Real KC with Jen and Eric. Kansas City's consumer-facing real estate podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Get Real KC, where we are overflowing with passion for all things real estate. I'm Eric Jurgensen. And I'm Jen Justice. And today in studio with us, we have a wonderful guest. We have Kenzie Hoyle, a young professional who is in the middle of her first time buying search. Welcome to the podcast, Kenzie. Thanks, Eric. I am very happy to be here. Hey, thanks so much for being here. Um, I think it's great. What we're hoping to do is that you can shed some uh, light and maybe some advice uh, about the process and what you've learned as you've gone through that. So it's... uh, hopefully going to be uh, very enlightening for people to hear it from somebody who is in the midst of it. Yeah, let's do it. So so overall, how's the search going? You know, it is interesting. Um, we are in the middle of a pandemic, as you know it. Um, and I have to tell you, watching all of these home shows on HGTV and Um, It's a little glorified. I was very excited, and I still continue to be very excited, but it's been kind of a challenge. Um, Well, that's a great point. So the the HDTV stuff, the Property Brothers, the... the, um, Joanna Gaines. Yeah, that's who I was trying Mm -hmm. to think of. They do, they make this a little different. what's, What's been different? What's... Tell me what you've noticed that's different between like maybe an expectation you had of the of the HDTV view versus sort of what's happened. Yeah, totally. Um, well, in my mind, I envisioned I find a house, I like it, and I buy it. That's it. You just go in, you say, yep, this is it, and then you buy get it. it. Get it done before commercial <laughs> break, right? Yeah, here it goes. Um, and that's definitely not the case. Um, you know, you have to find a house, your realtor typically will scout out the house for you or the area and it's typically a hey this is going on the market or this was this just hit the market we need to go look at it ASAP because it's not going to be on the market long Um, and so that has been um, a very interesting thing for me to find Um, and it's it's a much quicker process where as when you're on the show, I think they might have a hold on these houses or something because they have time to drive around and look at houses and decide and talk about it. And then it seems like a week later they might have the they might have the house that they wanted. That's not necessarily the case for me. I've uh, put what? in a couple offers and uh, you know I, I haven't got the house and. That's just been interesting. I definitely want to come back to the offers, but let's put that in some perspective for our listeners and and for you, right? Which is the market is um, pretty unbelievable in the Kansas City area. There's fire down the street, okay? There's just fire down the street. So when you look down the street and you see the listing signs go up, you see the fire tracks behind all the cars that are coming in to look at that house because this is a hot seller's market. It's uh-huh. like the Back to the Future cars, That's right? That's what I'm thinking yeah. right there. You got the DeLorean, you got some streaks, you got some fire, right? That's it, like. And it, it's not always it. been like this and it won't always be like no. this, but you are definitely looking for a house in a tough market. Um, and, and those shows clearly, there's no question, they are horribly staged. But I think the ability to go in and look at a house 
uh, and to think about it before you put an offer in and maybe spend two or three days looking at other houses is a more common experience for people who haven't bought a house in a while. But in Kansas City, in certain price ranges and and a pretty big range, really, sort of anything that's uh, of quality in that sort of 150 and below all the way up to close to 300, they're just they're going off the market as fast as you can snap your fingers. Uh, and um, but but that uh, when when I deal with clients who haven't bought a house in you know, ten plus years, they're expecting that experience. They're expecting to have more time. And so part of working with those clients is to let them find out. Unfortunately, uh, experience is the best teacher. Is to let them find out that no, I'm not trying to be a pushy salesperson that only cares about getting a sale. I'm honestly telling you, if you want a shot at this house, you've got to see it and get an offer in pretty much right away. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're, you're that's definitely different. But even yeah. even I think the the hey, let's take three days and go down and look at this one and that one. I mean, in any market, a house could be sold out from underneath you if you delay and on, on putting an offer in. So yeah, and I mean. It's hard, and I can really empathize with you, Kenzie, is this is a large financial decision, and asking people to make that decision very quickly is leading to other things, because even Eric and I have seen where houses, and you've even had the recent experience of the listing, where somebody made an offer really, really quick, and then two days, three days later, they see another house, or they change their mind, or whatever, and they had to make that decision so quickly, and it's such a big decision, that then they're like, okay, never mind, wait, I don't want to make this decision. And, you know, typically you have inspection periods built in and that type of thing. So they do have the ability to back out of, you know, a transaction. And that's kind of part of what this market's creating a little bit is is a little bit of that different, you know, um, dynamic where somebody has to make a snap decision and then they go, oh, wait, oh, sh- hmm. Yeah, I wonder if we yeah, – that would be an interesting thing to find out where – because I know how – frustrating and and I call it the emotional roller coaster of you know putting an offer down in a house not getting it the roller coaster exists on both sides if in fact we're seeing and I, I've obviously personally experienced it with some listings but if we're seeing people back away from deals because they're being forced in mm-hmm. uh, to make those decisions so fast because well, we saw that just on that other listing this week because that was how we had the inspection report that's right so that's it's a good point so I'm you know it's an emotional roller coaster sometimes for the sellers as well so mm-hmm. we're all looking forward to a more balanced market yeah. i mean it's nice to have appreciating home prices and everything but it is also nice to have a little bit more balance between the buyers and the sellers because it's stressful for a seller too regardless of what any of us think i mean looking at 10 offers and 10 contractual agreements is going to be like oh my goodness like <laughs> you know just filtering through all this so it's stressful we we're looking forward to a slightly more balanced market so let's give Kenzie. Let's give people some idea of what you're looking for, because I think some people are going to really identify with the situation you're in. You're a young professional. You're a first-time home buyer. You're buying the house by yourself, uh, so there's no significant other involved. Um, and what's the price range you're looking at generally? And it's a pretty decent-sized one. Um, Roughly around two hundred. 200-ish. So, yeah. Right? You can go above that, below that for the right home. And you're looking in areas, I know that you've mentioned, you're looking in areas that have a lot of walkability to them. Yes. So that would be neighborhoods like? Um, I really like the Brookside, Waldo, Fairway, Prairie Village um, area. Um, so like you said, I just want to be able to, I'm very active. I want to be able to go outside and run on a trail or um, save streets or run down the street and grab um, takeout or 
So now, in all fairness, you're pretty aware that the neighborhoods you mentioned in Kansas City are some pretty desirable neighborhoods. And so you're not coming into this so gullible to think that there's a lot of homes in Prairie Village that are going to be $200,000 or less. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But you also then have your search area expanded a little bit, right? So you, And that's some stuff that you had to learn as you went through the process, I would. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm certainly um, looking at other areas and definitely have expanded that scope. Um, when I looked at my first house, you know, I thought that was the area. And as we continue to look at more houses, it continued to gradually grow. Um, and so it's been interesting, the experience that that we've gone through. Yeah. So I remember the first time I spoke to you, Kenzie, and you're like, I want to live on this street. Yes. And was it Lydia? It was Charlotte Street. Charlotte, Charlotte. Yes. Okay, so you're like, I oh, want to live in Hyde Park. on yeah. this street. I want to live, and you're like, it's really, and so we set up notifiers, and we're, we're on this street, and then pretty soon you're expanding your horizons quickly yes. because we realize, oh, this market may not be exactly the yes. number, or the house might not exactly fit what you want, or some of those different things. But totally. it's totally opened your eyes, I imagine. Oh, I have learned so much in the last few months. It is incredible. Um yeah, the experience has been great and definitely have really understood what it means. Well, and that's a good thing to point out because that's not, uh, there's other neighborhoods that you've shifted around in. Mm-hmm. And so that's okay. That's something to point out that it's okay. Uh, certainly um, from your perspective, it better be okay with your realtor's expe- uh, uh, perspective or get another realtor. <laughs> um, but but it's that's part of that learning process when you don't uh, haven't been through the home buying process, don't really understand necessarily the home values. And so that's kind of something that I'd like to share is, is that's perfectly acceptable to say, here's where I started. And whether that's a particular neighborhood or a particular price range, because mm-hmm. you're doing some of that now, you're like, the homes I really am in love with, I'd like to go ahead and shift my price range a little bit. Tell me about... Um, your your home again just to help people sort of identify that this home that's in your mind the mm-hmm. perfect home what's we try to ask our clients to break things down into must-haves and 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 would like to have i think probably a process that most everyone goes through what's on your must-have list yeah um to quickly break it down i have it by space specs and security so large enough to host i i want a house that is an open concept or somewhat of an open area where your the living room is available to have a large-ish couch. Um, whenever I go look at a house, I now have a tape measure in my purse, and I'm measuring to make sure that the couch that I just bought um, will fit in that living room. Um, having a space to have a dining room table or a kitchen that will open up to a dining room where you'll be able to have that open flow because I do like to cook. And so most of the time that I'm having people over, I'm hosting dinner or whatever it might be. And so typically I'm in the kitchen and want to be able to continue that conversation. Um, obviously safe, making sure that when I do go on runs at night, um, I'm, I'm safe. And then some other things that I like to have are I'd like to have a garage. Um, I really am in love with historic-looking homes. Um, so typically, an older home is catching my eye. Um, I, I like to say a house with a peak. Um, <laughs> so, so some kind of gabled roof. Right? Yes, yeah. yeah. So um, I'm just interested in that. I 
typically gravitate towards maybe like a brick or a stone on the front of the house or something like that. that just now, has history. That that's a pretty detailed and complete list. Was that? Did that exist when you went and saw your first home? Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So, I, I, but it's made it easier, hasn't oh, it? Oh, totally. But also harder because I do see houses and I now know that it is probably not worth going to look at because I know that I'm not going to move forward on it, even if I do love X, Y, and Z about it. Right. Now, you you are in a, in, in a great position where you don't have a very particular time frame that you have to move. Your current housing situation isn't kicking you out. Um, so you're not worried about a lease ending or your current home selling. So you do have that flexibility. So that's awesome. Yes. I'm very fortunate to have that opportunity where um, I am kind of at the luxury of finding a home when it, it pops on. Um, so I don't have that stress. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Excellent. Um, and, and so this is uh, this is a strange question for me to ask. So I'll try to ask it in third person. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so you started working with realtors, um, you, with a brokerage and a realtor in particular, and um, um, and, and I want to talk about that bum, by the way. It's, it's me, <laughs> in case anybody hasn't figured that out yet on the podcast, Jen and I. And and but this isn't about uh, anything that we've done, but it's. Uh, just in general, uh, as you've gotten into the process and uh, started working with a realtor, besides the fact that this is not HGTV, are there some things, some very specific things that you felt like you got because you were working with a realtor, some education or some, uh, and what what was the benefit of working with a generic realtor? Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, definitely, I think the first thing for me is that looking at a home and it might fit the bill from an exterior perspective or interior design perspective, um, there could be deeper issues, foundation issues, um, checking electrical, all of the nitty gritty things that I never even think about. Um, I'm more interested in the tile of you know, that in the bathroom than I am if the foundation is falling apart. Right. Um, <laughs> we don't really want water in our basement, do we? Yeah, no. no. That, but, I mean, that's fair. Everybody, you know, looks at things differently, and, and you certainly totally. look at things with an aesthetic eye. Yeah, totally. So having a realtor really have that deep knowledge and understanding of, you know, this is something that is actually of importance that we need to look at. Um, also – the financial standpoint of things, really understanding what it takes to comfortably purchase a home. Um, that has definitely been very eye-opening to me. Um, I've learned a lot from you know, just having various conversations with um, all of the professionals I'm working with in this process. Yes, your lender has become a very important person, haven't they? Uh, yes. So she has uh, really gone above and beyond. Just really, I'll call her and we'll have a 30-minute conversation. And she really just holds my hand and talks me through what debt-to-income ratio is. And I think, really, I thought I saved enough money and paid off enough debt and all of these things to purchase a home. And one of the things that I learned through that was 
you should save and then you should save some more. <laughs> <laughs> um, but definitely has been um, a great resource. Now, uh, just to kind of go back on something you said uh, earlier is is that you found it beneficial to have uh, a realtor with you that that pays attention to some of the non-cosmetic, some of the issues that may be of concern. So I do want to point out that that's also what inspections are for, uh, or primarily what an inspection is for, where uh, you get a, um, uh, a professional inspector to come in and, and do that. But but I believe what you're saying is is that sometimes there's some advantage of uh, having a trained eye going, that's some area of concern that you definitely would want to have an inspector look at. Or even just asking for that previous inspection because, some, like we said, we're seeing that, you know, and having an experienced agent that knows, hey, let's look at that inspection first just to see what if they've done anything. And then, two, is this stuff that you're willing to live with, you know, saves everyone valuable time, resources, and emotion. As we pointed out, this is an emotional process. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Excellent. So um, you've you've made offers. You've been in scenarios. As a matter of fact, I think every house that you've been interested in has been what we would call a multiple offer scenario. Um, t- if you can, if you can remember, think think back to sort of your your perspective when that was when you got in the first one because that had to have been a little bit of a shock and and probably I, I try to place myself in that position and think what would be running through my head when my realtor saying hey you've got to put an offer down above list price tonight if you want a shot at this house so uh, tell me about that and then um what uh subsequently what you've learned about the process yeah um so the first house that I ever put an offer on, which now looking back, I'm glad I did not get. Um, but it was very much, like I said earlier, I thought I could just go and buy this house. And I remember standing outside the house and my realtor is telling me, all right, we're going to have to go in way above asking price And there's a potential that they're going to ask for no inspection, which was really interesting to me because I didn't even know that was a thing that existed or that was offered whenever putting in an offer. Um, But one of the things that, you know, as the process went on, one of the things that my realtor told me was it's kind of like shopping. You know, you just go and you you find your shirt and you they don't have your size and you just buy another one. And I just looked at him and I said, have you ever been shopping with a woman? <laughs> <laughs> because I find a shirt and I like it and I make the associate go in the back and look for my size and then order it online if they don't have it. <laughs> I will get this shirt. I am getting this shirt. <laughs> so, so clearly I shop a lot different than you Yeah, do. <laughs> a little bit, a little differently. So that's very much how kind of I've gone into it of, okay, well, wait. How I how what do you mean I can't get this house? Okay, yeah, yeah you're go right. Go back and get one my size. <laughs> yeah, Come go on, back. go back and tell all of these people in line that they cannot get this, <laughs> and it's mine. No, um, yeah, it's it's a it was a it was a good learning lesson for sure. So um, I I know 
there's a one, and I, I hate to bring up the sour grapes or an open wound or whatever <laughs> it is, because I know there was one house that you were massively in love with, mm-hmm. and uh, it just went more expensive than you could have afforded. I think if 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 you could have afforded, you'd offer time and a half, right? Because you absolutely love the house. Has that uh, so missing on a house that you really wanted? Because because I know because I can see it because I've been with you. Um, that that's sort of shifted a little bit. Now, again, you have that that glorious position of not having a particular deadline. Have you recognized it? Has that shifted? Do you know how that's affected your home search process? Or do you think it has or how it has? How losing that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, it has really made me realize that if I don't love it, don't even attempt it because it is somewhat of an emotional journey. And, um, you know, if I put in an offer to this house and say it's on a Friday and on Saturday something comes online that I know I'm going to love, it's not worth waiting for that offer on Friday to come through or be declined or whatever it might be. Um, So it's definitely made me realize that if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. So yeah, it's okay to say hell. <laughs> hell's fine. H e double ho- hockey sticks is what my my great aunt used to say. Hell is fine. I uh, just looked at him like, uh, can I say that? Um, <laughs> and yeah. I don't think we have to have an adult podcast rating for the word hell. Okay, I think we're okay. All right, good. Um, yeah. So if it if it if I'm not in love with it, then I'm not pursuing it. And at the beginning, I very much was. I put the first house I put an offer in on. I look back and. I wasn't in love with it. I loved the idea of, you know, the location, and it definitely had some great potential. But now I'm a little bit more picky um, and definitely more um, aggressive when I find one that I do like. So a great place to be in, but not necessarily where all of our listeners are going to be because they're going to be at the end of a lease with no other options or um, they're just going to, you know, I need – they also are – potentially looking for things other than you are more mm-hmm. space etc cetera, etc cetera. Totally. but i i think it's when you can have the ability to do that based on your personal situation i think it's absolutely the right thing to do uh however i'm not sure that every realtor in the world shares that uh perspective because you know i mean if we were worried about the bottom line as opposed to what our clients want then, uh, you know, you mentioned already that you've been in this process for months and it's been, I think, three-ish at this point, maybe mm-hmm. even a little more. And so some realtors would find that distasteful. I think it's awesome because eventually you're going to get that dream house and you are going to go and, you know, Eric helped me get there. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 the win. Yeah, I'm excited for that finish line victory for yeah. sure. Whenever it comes. Yeah. We're going to have an awesome party too. Oh, yes. In the backyard that I... Uh... Right, with, with, with the nice new furniture that you're going to buy uh-huh. for it and yep. the fire pit and, yep. and that you can see from the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So well. With my garden vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you've thought this out. No, never. <laughs> and I think that's a great asset that you have, Kenzie, is just planning because I'm such a visionary and planner and I believe in so much of that and, and how that makes your goals and your dreams come true, right? Because if we know anything, only 3% of 
the population really writes their goals down and really tries to hit those. So having those visions and putting that into the universe, if you will, is making this going to be all the more sweet for you when, when this actually comes to fruition. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. And I think that's a really good point to make as well, because I am such a type A goal oriented person, I have wrote these goals down and it feels like, you know, missing an offer or whatever, that's even more emotional because, you know, I felt like I wasn't hitting that goal that I set for myself. And that wasn't an emotional roller coaster in itself of getting over that hump and mentally saying, you know what, it's okay because I am throwing it out to the universe to decide when this is going to happen for me. And when it does happen, it's going to be even more better. Well, and one of the things I always look at is how successful is a successful batter, right? That batter, if they have a 300 or a 400, if they're really amazing, they go to bat and they only hit three or four out of 10 balls. And that makes them amazing. Mm -hmm. So it's like, that's one of the things about this market is you've got to be prepared to swing and miss potentially a few times before you hit that home run. Yep. All right. Well, the next one is uh, offer number four. So we're going to hit a home run (laughs) here soon. You know, (laughs) I think a really good takeaway for people listening, though, is is to figure out what it is you really want. And that will really help the process. I know, I think probably every realtor out there is like, I'm trying to listen to what my clients want and when they need. And if you're just doing that off of a brief conversation, in that moment, we can easily go, oh man, this bathroom is awesome. I desperately want a bathroom like this. And then as a realtor, I can absorb that information if I'm in there showing that home with you and go, okay, I need to find bathrooms like this. and without sort of that continual conversation to find out that was just a a reaction in the moment as opposed to a true real want and what I really want is a two-car garage because I like tinkering with my cars. Right. Um, So that's very helpful if you can sit back and sort of abstractly go, what is my vision? Mm -hmm. And uh, that makes it easier on you and easier on your realtor. It makes the whole process better. It's a a big win-win. So that certainly... A, a, I don't know whether you were intending it as a piece of advice, but I think it's a great piece of advice. Uh, do you have any other specific advice you would give out to either like yourself when you were starting the process, maybe one way of looking at it, or anybody else who's in similar shoes than, than you are, that yeah. you are? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think the, the thing that I've learned is um, – in my price range and, you know, as a first-time home buyer, you don't have, or I guess I should say I don't have um, the luxury of going to buy the, you know, large million-dollar home that I have in my head that has all the bells and whistles and so on and so forth. Um, but I think the, the- Marble staircase, infinity yes. pool, mm-hmm. looking about over a mountain range. Yeah, that'd be nice, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think that, you know, there is certainly opportunity for projects and, you know, you see a kitchen and maybe you don't like X, Y, and Z about it. I have really grasped that as an opportunity for a project to make my own and it, it will create my space. Um, and like I said earlier, um, really focus on if, if you haven't already, your finances and talk to someone, financial advisor, mortgage lender, whomever it might be that you feel comfortable with and understand where 
um, your in, your debt to income ratio lies and understand how you can get that in a better place if need be and save and save, save, save some more. Um, because it's, it's definitely a financial, um, uh, big step. And so you want to make sure that you're prepared for that. And if you do get that large living room, that you're able to get that awesome couch that you want or dining table you want or whatever it might be. So, um, yeah, just kind of understand a little bit better on a financial standpoint. Cause I, I thought I was prepared and, you know, understanding and, but you are Definitely now. Definitely learned a lot. You, yeah. You yeah, are yeah, yeah. now. That's yeah. such an important piece of advice and a great piece of advice. And when we heard from our lender, that's one of the things she emphasized is be transparent. Mm-hmm. Be transparent with them. Don't come in and, you know, try and pull some wool over your loan officer's eyes or anything because they're going to do checks, right? And you've got to oh, yeah. be just really open and honest and they're going to help you achieve those goals. And that's one of the reasons we use the lender we use is because she's so good at that. Yeah. She's so amazing at helping people understand that. And that's one of our passions, right, Eric? We want people to be educated about that. That's why we're doing this. That's why we love helping people like you that are wanting to learn about their largest financial asset and just help them through that process. Totally. All right. So... We ask this question of every guest we have. So what is the craziest thing you've seen in real estate? So probably in this process, it can be sort of anything. Oh, she could have some family stuff that's uh, been crazy. In your, yeah, or real estate that you've been around with with your family. What's the craziest I, thing? Okay, I didn't even think about that. Um, really, I just thought this would be on air for, you know, forever. So I just want to talk about buying a house during COVID. Um Wearing a mask, wearing shoe coverings, wearing gloves, only allowing one person in your realtor in. So one person being me. I am not allowed to bring bring anybody. So that, I mean, has just been interesting to me because I thought you could bring a party of people if you really wanted to. I don't. I don't want to, but it's just interesting. I can't open doors. My realtor has to open doors with gloves on. Um, So that's just been kind of an interesting, crazy thing. Um, but man, I don't know any other, you know, feel like you're going into a doctor's office and not a home, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Excuse me. Don't touch that. That's already been sanitized. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, it has been, been wild too, especially with as hot as the market is. Okay. Showings are very scheduled and segmented and one person in one person out. You're supposed to be allowing time in between. And it's been very difficult to do with COVID because of the demand of the market. And so that is just a huge piece of this is trying to work with buyers and sellers in an extremely hot market and a pandemic all rolled into this big real estate pool we've got going on. Right. So it's just, that's a great point. It's been, you're like, well, what if I wanted to bring a friend with me or, and we were going out for wine or whatever afterwards. Right. Right. And you can't because decision makers only, they don't want kids in houses. They don't want, I mean, we're just trying to reduce the risk as much as possible and be responsible trying to sell houses in this pandemic, but it's been, it's challenging. Oh yeah. And you said time, Time slots. There's times where we'll go look at a house and we'll have 15 minutes in the house. And that's about as much time as it takes me to put on my shoes and take off my shoes, which is also (laughs) a requirement that some of them have. Um, And then following that 15 minutes, you have to make a decision on if you're going to make an offer on that house within the next hour. So it's, it's just a very interesting market right now. Yeah. Absolutely. So the good news, uh, I think, for you, and, and we were just talking about this uh, a couple of days ago, um, 
in our market now is real estate has natural ebbs and flows. Mm -hmm. And wintertime is typically slower. And we're already seeing less of sort of the piranha feeding frenzy on some of these houses. So <laughs> that's a great way to put it. So I, I think I think some of that's going to get a little bit better over the next few months. So that that's that's good. And and uh, I love your patience. And what I really love about working with you, and I, I think I told you this the first time that we met, was just that you, you sort of knew. You knew what you, you've adjusted, but you've always known what you've wanted. You and you think about it. You're deliberate about it. You're like, okay. I thought I really wanted this and I went into this house and uh, now I need to shift because that's not near as important to me as this is. Yep. And so you've gotten to this this list, if you will, and you can say, here's here's the dream. Here's the dream home. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that that's really awesome. And that's hard sometimes to get out of clients to help them get to that, that place. So uh, awesome job. Stick with it. You're going to get the dream We're home. We're getting ready to hit a home run. And, oh, and, yeah. Uh, uh, whenever it happens. And I'm, and, uh, I'm so glad that you're letting us come along with the ride. Uh, I really appreciate you spending the time. We're running out of it. So thank you so much, Kenzie, for joining us. Thank you. And uh, another awesome guest on Get Real KC. Uh, that's all the time we have for now. So until next time. You have been listening to Get Real KC with Eric Jurgensen and Jen Justice. For more information or to contact our hosts, visit us at dreamhomesbygen.com, where you can find more episodes exploring real estate as it matters to you.